Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is time once again for the Midweek War. I, of course, am your host, Mad Mike. And with me, as always, is the guy who just came in and who likes Impact Wrestling, Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm kind of tired. I just ran through several blocks in downtown El Paso just to get here and talk about Impact Wrestling. Here's to talk about this show. Yes. Exactly this show. <laughs> <laughs> and those dulcet tones you heard were the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Amy Payton. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing okay <laughs> when it comes to this week's impact. I'm You're doing, doing okay. well. You're doing okay. It's it's good to progressively go downhill, isn't it, Amy? Yeah, well, you never know. All right. And, um, all right, so, uh, we're here to talk about Impact Wrestling. Last week was actually pretty decent, and we'll see if everyone thought it carried over. Uh, so, Garza, what's your one word for Impact this week? Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to go with my second option, which is DK. <laughs> all righty. Eamon, what is your one word for Impact this week? Uh, there's an apostrophe next to in in between this. Uh, it's switch ups. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, my one word is queendom. Oh, I should have used miracle then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it's it's in there. It's in there. That that's that's why I put it in my lower third, not not in my one word. You know, gotta have enough jokes to go around. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Garza, what was your good from Impact Wrestling this week? Uh, okay, uh, my good. I'm actually gonna give it. No way, that that's not that good. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Tyrus again. Uh, but he didn't have the baby. He wasn't doing his I job. Know. I know he he doesn't have a baby. He's missing uh, heel Maxwell. Hardy, baby brand Hardy, baby brand. But uh, <laughs> I really, really liked how the the small promo he had, like face to face with Galloway. Uh, and I don't know, like I'm I'm glad that they're actually acknowledging that he still has a title shot. Uh, and I, I feel that he's starting to become more of of his own self and than just being a bodyguard, because now he's like. Going around backstage by himself, so that's that's like good steps for him. Yeah, it was touch and go for a second because I didn't know if they were going to still acknowledge it because of something that happened backstage, where someone said to him that you don't have a title shot anymore. And I'm like, wait, yeah. why are we dropping this just because he's aligned with Matt? He doesn't have his shot. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, because like everyone else is getting title shots and and stuff like that, but. I'm I'm glad they that both him and, and the announcers acknowledged it. Yeah, because that's gonna be a good story. The the day Tyrus decides, you know what, I actually do want the title. If they do it right. Yeah, of course. Of if course. they do it right, it it could always end up like the Hernandez briefcase situation, which we won't mention ever again. <laughs> Let's not mention Hernandez ever again. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, uh, Eamon, what was your good for impact this week? Uh, my good for this week. Uh, I I think I know yours, so I'm not gonna steal it. Uh, my good for this week was uh, probably the EC3 promo. Uh, EC3, I, I, I was interested to see how they would do like a face turn for him, and it seems to be going well. Like it's not like 
strictly like he's completely changed his character, so to speak, and changed his alignments even necessarily, but you know, he's still EC three, he's just focused on Matt Hardy. And and a lot of a lot of E C three chants during like all the heavyweight title segments and stuff like that, which yeah. they didn't get. They fully expected like Kurt Angle and E C three to team up, but no, it was just beer money. But <laughs> Yeah, the EC, the EC3 talking segment was just really, really good. Um, he even added on uh, Twitter that, like, next is coming Super Ethan. <laughs> Which, if this means he's going to don a cape, all for it. Yeah. All in. All in. Because it worked for Eric Young, it can work for Ethan Carter, too. Uh, I, I've read spoilers, and I think there, there will be a cape. Don't you dare uh, say uh, anything! Uh, Garza, I'm not saying who. I'm not saying Garza, who. I will, I, will, I will mute your fucking ass live on this show. <laughs> I'm not saying who. I just saw a cave in a picture. Garza, friends don't let friends spoil Impact Wrestling. Yeah, they kind of do. Kinda, All right, yeah, sometimes, okay. sometimes. <laughs> friends ask if it's okay. Friends ask if it's okay to spoil Impact Wrestling. Friends I'm ask if you give a shit about spoilers or Impact Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, my good for this week, as you can tell by my lower third... Finally, something new in the knockouts division. Maria, someone who can actually cut a promo in the uh, not only Not only can cut a promo in the knockouts division, but I would argue Maria is now the best talker in DNA, other than EC3. Okay. EC3 is in a cut above his own, but compare, like, everyone else in DNA talking-wise compared to EC3. I'd throw Bobby Roode at the top, too. Yeah, but Bobby Roode also falls into that kind of generic promo every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah like, if Roode, Bobby Roode has motivation, he's one of the best promo guys. Exactly. Yeah. Roode and Storm are really good when they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've, Maria's, you know, not even a month in or whatever, and I would consider her one of the better talkers on the show. Yeah, she's easily, far and away, the best knockout for me on the show. Mm-hmm. Best knockout. By leaps and bounds already. Like, Gail came in and... Like, you know when people just, like, talk like the Attitude Era? Yeah. Or, yeah. like, an E-Fed promo from someone who doesn't know how to write a promo? It wasn't Gail's worst promo, but but watch a lot. if you watch a lot of Gail Kim promos, like, you know, it's like it's like how Mike is saying, like, that kind of you know weird story. My problem with Gail's promo was that, I mean, it felt scripted, but it's the typical promo where they're like, oh, yes, we are powerful, beautiful, strong, intelligent women. But then, and actually WWE does the same thing. Like, you, they try to sell you that, like, PR shit, but then you look at this, the storylines and I'm like, yeah, they're not any of those. <laughs> well, not I mean, necessarily. Some of them are individually those things. But none of them, up until now, I'd say Maria encompasses all of those things, but none of them have been all of those things put together. Like, yeah. some of them are strong, some of them are sexy, some of them are powerful. No, none, no one in the knockout solutions really nailed all three together yet. Because yeah. the ones that are trying to be sexy come off as sometimes awful fashion-wise and just not fun to look at. The ones that are looking, powerful, looking, at, you, looking at you, Rebel. Yeah, exactly. The ones that are powerful come off as stupid. Uh, like, like, you know, it's... There never, there hasn't been... But Maria, 
encompasses all because she like came in, she was a force of nature. She's like, this knockout division needs a change. It needs a miracle. And then she was smart because she bailed when you know Gail got the upper hand. Like everything about that segment on Maria's end worked. I always like Maria. I do think she has a lot of potential to. I when she was in WWE to be the face of a division. And the fact that she is very marketable and did seem like she wanted to be there, you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, I feel like, I feel like as as well as she did in Ring of Honor, she never got the chance to really shine in a women's wrestling thing. And I think that was yeah. that was like the whole point of her promo. She's like, I came from Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor didn't have women's wrestling on TV. Mm-hmm. They have a YouTube thing, and that's all well and great. But well, I'd argue they're, yeah, it's. Not really a division. Yeah, it's not a division. It's like it's like it's, it's a bunch of matches. It's an oddity. Yeah. yeah. In Ring of Honor, which you'd think Ring of Honor would have the best women's wrestling, because they claim to have the best every wrestling, but no. Like I don't know. I I would I would like to think the code of honor extends to women, but <laughs> Maria came out and she said she wants women's wrestling, and that's not what the knockouts promote. That's never been what the knockouts promote for the past couple of years. And if Maria can kind of bring us back to that, I think that'd be great. I'm going to be honest. When it comes to in-ring capabilities, Maria will probably bring knockouts back to the spotlight. I think her stronger point is just being like a kick-ass manager. And like I'm, I'm, right now I'm worried that they're going to showcase how... She may not be all that inside the ring. Maybe. But I, I don't know. I, I think... And maybe she... I mean, she's worked with Gail before, so obviously... Yeah, yeah if, if they can make Velvet look like a credible threat, they can do wonders with Maria. Yeah. Um, but it, I will say it does go to my, my one word for this week of... Uh, God, I can't remember. Oh, um, what, did, what was even Switch my ups. one word? Switch-ups. Switch-ups. That's it. I couldn't remember how I phrased it. But... Um, both this and with the uh, what we'll see with the X Division stuff, there's a lot of switch ups. Like, mm-hmm. like, I guess the stuff with Kong is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, she did defeat her. So. Yeah. Well, that's true. All right. Uh, so Garza, what will be your bad for this week? Uh, I actually have two, but I'm gonna use one for the change. So I'm gonna go with the worst, and that is the build up. Or apparent build-up to lockdown. Uh, I'm not liking how they're just like randomly pairing a bunch of people together just because. Like I'm 100% opposed to the Decay being a tag team with Young uh, and Bram. Yeah, like that's the spot that Eli Drake and Jesse Goddard should be in. Yeah, they especially the Decay because they they should be like. Loners, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it should be like a unique thing that like it's in the shadows and only comes out to kick ass. Yeah, it's it's like if you put the Wyatts together with the Ascension, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there's no better way to describe Harry Young and Bram, by the way. <laughs> also, because Bram used to be in the Ascension when it was in NXT. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm not liking it. Uh, I can understand doing Wolves beer money because you can actually. Use this to build up the eventual view that they'll have, but uh, I don't know. It right now the teams to lockdown, which I'm guessing it's going to be this, 
Uh, just don't feel good. Mm, I see. You say this is a build to lockdown. I don't think so. Well, lockdown was taped in the UK, and the next show is already in the UK. So I'm not sure how long we have until then. Yeah, go figure. Who 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 knows how much stuff they taped in the UK? Because they could, <laughs> they could have stuff until like the end of March now. They they probably taped a, a whole nother Actually, tournament. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Um, Eamon, what was your bad for Impact this week? Uh, my bad for Impact this week. Uh, the Lashley O'Shea's Aiden O'Shea match. <laughs> In um, other words, the thing we all forgot about before we started. Yeah, we were like, I'm, I knew I was forgetting something. Um, my favorite part of the Okay, so we'll, I'll get in a second to the Raquel stuff. But my favorite part of the thing was when Raquel comes to the ringside and starts to seduce Bobby Lashley, and then O'Shea, like, punches him from behind, but he swings his hand in a way where he almost pops Raquel in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which is my favorite part. Yeah, seriously, stop stealing Bram's gimmick, O'Shea. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jay Bradley's back in the resistance, bro. <laughs> Some people will get that joke. <laughs> um, but... This Raquel stuff. Um, are, are we doing a Fifty Shades of Lashley? Is that what's going on here? Well, this of is course. well. Of course. I, I wanted to talk to you about this with you guys because doesn't this seem extremely similar to a certain thing that we're watching on our uh, Asylum Years uh, 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 recaps? You mean Alicia? Is Raquel spelled with multiple E's too? Like is this? <laughs> it's R A C K Q E E L. Raquel's gonna like suck her finger in front of Ed Ferrar and it's gonna come full circle. <laughs> Who would be the Ed Ferrar of the of this commentary team? Is it Pope? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Pope. okay. Uh, he keeps talking about hotels and <laughs> Maybe maybe our theory with her is the same. Raquel just wants to do a subway run. <laughs> <laughs> That's what well, hey, no, no. the pain and pleasure she's referring to is what happens uh, uh, after the subway is finished. No, I was gonna say it's probably it's probably a Chipotle run. Let's be fair. Oh, you're right. Yeah, pain of pleasure. I mean, you know, Daddy Cola, brother. <laughs> the pain comes when you get the extra guac, man. Oh, I love the extra guac. No, <laughs> exactly. The the pleasure also comes when you get the extra guac. But yeah, um, but I don't know what they're doing with this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of wish they just brought her in as a wrestler. I mean, I know I know that might be too much to ask to bring in two new females at once. Three, technically, with uh, Rosemary. I, I, oh, Rosemary. I was going to say, I don't count Rebby. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm, uh, still, I'm still hoping the pain and pleasure is going to be a thing on that team. Lashley can choose oh. if he's the pain or the pleasure. Lashley teams with Joey Ryan and they become pain and pleasure. There you go. Bam! Wow. We fixed TNA, everyone. We, we fixed it. <laughs> um, my my bad this week. I was gonna try and single out maybe the hardcore war, um, maybe the the Lashley stuff, but my bad this week is the Pope. Yeah, he's kind of bad. Just all encompassing about the Pope. Like, first of all, there, there's a couple points I have on the Pope. He's feuding with Tyrus. Is that a thing we're doing? Actually, I don't know anymore because he was feuding with Grado like two weeks ago. 
Yeah. So I I don't want either. I mean, if it gets him away from the commentary desk forever, I guess I'm okay with it. But God, like, there's not even a hook. Like, it, there's no hook for it. It's just like these two guys are wrestling. But also, uh, Pope, don't make up nicknames for people. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever do it. Drew Galloway is um, the Leonidas of. Yeah, Leonidas lost every battle he was in. Well, kind so, of. I mean, I, I guess that works for Drew. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, but um, if you're trying to push Crazy Steve as oh, yeah. an insane Joker-like psychopath, don't call him Stevie. I can't I can do it because that, that steals... The entire mystique away. No one, no one's like, ah, oh, well, by, by, through hellfire and brimstone, it's Katie. No one. Yeah, I, I hate when people do that. Like it's so stupid. Or like from Death Valley, Taker. No one says that. No one does that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they just call him Booger Red. Yeah, but Booger Red sounds menacing. Cause we that don't. <laughs> it, it sounds more menacing than Stevie. Yeah, well, Stevie was the name of a little fake doll that we had gotten my dad one year for Christmas. Like, come on! But yeah, Pope, Pope, Pope's and, just trying to be funny. And, it's and just... the the last thing about Pope, we need to buy that motherfucker a pronunciation guide. <laughs> I don't care if you call the moves wrong. I don't care about that. That's fine. Learn the names of your goddamn co-workers. Mm. Rebby, Grado, it's not difficult. Yeah. It's really not difficult. Like, and it's not like this is even live commentary. This is pre-recorded. Someone stop the tape. The worst part is he'll say gr uh, Grado or whatever. Right after Josh Matthews says Grado. Yep. Like literally seconds after. And they argue about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, to be fair, if Pope wasn't listening to Josh Matthews, I don't blame him. I try not to listen to Josh, <laughs> I try not to listen to Josh Matthews either. But like come on. They're your co workers. Imagine Eamon Garza, imagine if you just walked into work and a, a girl you work with, her name is Betty, and you called her Beatty every single day. She'd want to kick you in the dick. <laughs> like, you're not putting over a product. You're putting over your lack of knowledge of your own product. Yeah. It's not a good look for your company. Like, it's just not. I don't care who else they put on commentary. Take Pope away from commentary. He Put Steve Carino in commentary. I said it. There's no Young Bucks in TNA. <laughs> Exactly my point. But, uh, God, just get Pope away from commentary. All right, uh, Garza, what will be your change this week? Okay, uh, my change goes to the X Division. <clears throat> so we we had uh, Shane Helms come out for his supposed match, but he went for the swerve because TNA does swerves. And the swerve was that, oh, no, it's not me who you're wrestling. You're wrestling who I guess is now his protege, Trevor Lee. Okay, I am not opposed to Trevor Lee 
fighting and winning the title. But looking at the reaction he had, or the, the lack of reaction he had, I think that they should have just uh, tried to not do a swerve this time and tell us, you know, I have this guy that I've been training, and I'm going to bring him for you. And start to build up Trevor Lee as, as someone who can like, take the title and get a reaction from the crowd. I didn't get the point of the swerve. I wish... I wish they would draw on Trevor Lee's history. Because it's not like... Tre Trevor Lee is a TNA Tag Team Champion. Well, yeah. he, and, he, and when he won the belt, he said into the camera, uh, something like, 22 years old, already a two-time champion. Yeah, I'm like... Uh, and he was in the faction that was trying to take over TNA. Why doesn't anyone recall this? Yeah. Like, I get it. You don't want to put over Jeff Jarrett. Say... Put this guy over as a heel. Like, say, have have her a helm. Oh, that was another thing. Pope calling Gregory Shane Helms her a helms? No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up with that. Well, the, the, the thing is, they call him a million different... Well, he's Greg, they call him Gregory Shane Helms. His Titan Tron just says Shane Helms. Yeah, I mean, just call him Shane Helms. Just call him Helms. Well, no, you can't just... You can't <laughs> just, just call him Shane Helms. Because WWE, I think, had copyright over the name Gregory Helms and Hurricane, so they can't, so they can't use either of those. But if you just yeah. call him Shame Helms, I think that's okay, as long yeah. as you don't add sugar to it, Daddy. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, and Trevor Lee, sure, it's something new for the X Division, I guess. But unless they're it's gonna really champion with no build, though. Yeah, like. I'm sorry, you have a bona fide guy in DJZ. Now, I know we say this every week, it's a friend of the show, but he's the most underused guy they have there. And he can actually get crowd reactions, unlike people who don't know who the fuck Trevor Lee is and why he walks like an idiot through the ring. Aww. I'm sorry, he does. He's never given me a reason to pop for him. He's never given me a reason one way or the other. Like uh, I don't know. I I almost would have preferred if Helms wrestled. Yeah. Almost would have preferred that because then you can tie that in with Matt Hardy. But this just seems stupid. Like, hey, we still have Trevor Lee under contract. What do we do with him? Oh, I don't know. Let's give him a road agent to walk around with. All right, uh, Amen. What will be your change this week? Uh, well, that was kind of sort of going to be my change. Uh, my other thing was just particularly just build this the relationship with Shane Helms and Trevor Lee for a few weeks before doing this. Because, like, I mean, it's it's a legitimate thing. Like, Trevor Lee's a big Omega guy. So it, you know, fits into... Yeah. So, like, you know, obviously the stuff, especially with Hardy and stuff like that, like, you can build stuff for, like, a few weeks before doing something like this instead of just being like, I'm bringing in Trevor Lee and winning the belt off of Tigre, you know. Like... I mean, if he is a big Omega, like, because I don't know the history of Trevor Lee, if he is a big Omega guy, that should be with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy should be creating a stable. Him, Tyrus, Helms, and Trevor Lee. They can call, like, you can team Matt Hardy and Trevor Lee, and they can call themselves the Alpha and Omega. Mm. I mean... Not the American Alpha and Omega. No, fuck that. <laughs> American Alpha. Who does that shit? No, but, uh, like, 
And plus, now they're both champions. So it makes even more sense. Uh, sometimes I'm tired of doing TNA's job for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my change this week, Kurt Angle and Matt Hardy need new finishers. <laughs> they do. Um, none of their finishers work anymore. Just as a rule. Like, side effect. I, I think there are 18 side effects in that match. There were like 32 German suplexes. There were eight Olympic slams. Like, we, you guys just got to come up with something new. Like, but, that, uh, you got to come the, up with something new. But they're legends or whatever. I, it's yeah, just that, well, that's the thing. It's when you, when it's based off of, like, nostalgia and, like, oh, I remember them when they did those cool things. Like, they just do the cool things. They don't do anything different. Yeah, they don't have know, to change. You know who else is a legend? AJ Styles. Guess what he won on SmackDown with this week? The Calf Killer, a movie came up with like three years ago, so it's relatively new. Like, you can add like Matt tried. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with him. Like, I, Matt, I I agree with you completely. Like, I mean, Matt tried this once. He had like when he was cold blood Matt Hardy. He tried a move called the Ice Pick. I don't remember what it was. Bring oh that God, shit I back. remember that. But br- oh, I remember that. Why okay. do I remember that? Because I just reminded you. Well, yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> more, more of the point. Why do I remember that? Jeez. I try to forget Matt Hardy as much as I possibly can. Big ice pick. Yeah. Ugh. And I don't even remember what it was. But bring it back. Like even Jeff Hardy came up with like a Texas Cloverleaf. He called the spine line. I remember that too. <laughs> <laughs> like something, something. Kurt Angle. I know you're old. I know this is your retirement tour. Break out something different. Especially since one of the wolves is stealing your ankle lock now. Maybe a springboard, springboard stunner. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Angle to do a springboard yes. stunner and just and just turn to dust. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, just something. It it makes the it makes every match Kurt Angle has less believable. Every single one. I agree with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy definitely should. If if he's trying to reinvent himself right now. He should have a, a new finisher. Yeah, um, especially since his finisher is the same as Jeff's. Yeah, when it comes to Angle, I really don't care anymore. Uh, if he actually retires, <laughs> I really don't care if he comes with something new for, for the last month. So. Yeah, I, I guess. All right, uh, was there anything else we missed on Impact? Impact? Uh, mm. I think that's it. Oh, I did like uh, Mike Bennett uh, going after Galloway in his match. I liked it. Okay, I, I I like the I also really love their entrance. I love the way he went after them. Like I like I like the whole lights going out, Maria showing up, like saying her line or whatever, and Galloway come or er, er, Bennett coming from behind. I was laughing at the idea that every Mike Bennett uh, interference will come with a Maria promo. Yeah, I like, <laughs> like it's a cool little it's a, it's a different little thing that I like. Yeah, like. TNA's trying stuff, and I appreciate it. Like, it, for the first time since they've been on pop, it seems like they're trying to do some fresh stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Garza, since you weren't able to join us to with NXT this week, please give me your rankings for NXT and Impact. Okay. Uh, Impact's gonna be number two. I mean, number three. Okay. Three, sorry. Oh man. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened on NXT. Uh, 
You had uh, Carmella and Emma. You had the uh, uh, Balor. Tag team. You Balor know what? Match. I'm actually gonna give a number four NXT because yeah. I I really really love the the main event, but I remember hating the Bob Billings match. Mm. I remember hating Oscar kicking Santana Garrett's ass. And I remember hating the Carmella interview because she, I completely wow, felt really? she was, I felt she was really out of character during the interview. Yeah, but they know. they always do that like before a big title match. I know, but I don't know. I it just it's a little weird. Okay. All right, and uh impact number three this week? Yeah, uh yeah, for the most part. Okay. Uh, be, be, before we go, I I have here what the ice pick was. Oh, oh, the Ice Peak, a.k.a. the White Light Experience, because that's some other name he was using in the Indies. <laughs> it's, it's a double underhook with a butt with body scissors. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So okay, I remember mission, that I now. It, it, was, it was a double underhook hug. Yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, I remember that now. All right, uh, Eamon, where, where would you rank Impact this week? Uh, Impact is number four for me this week. Uh, there is, like we mentioned... I didn't hate it. Like I, didn't, I, it wasn't a show I hated at all, which is good. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had much worse weeks with Impact. Um, there's some certain things I liked, maybe not necessarily like. I don't know if I liked any of the matches necessarily. I liked a lot of some of the stuff surrounding it, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, it's my number four. Okay, um, Impact for me is actually number two this week. What is uh, happening? I'm, he was I'm, in, okay. He, Tony, before you came in here, he was almost <laughs> thinking of making it number one, and I was going to throw my computer. I, I have reasons. I have reasons. Um, you're when I paid by you're getting paid by Daisy Carter. Is that your reason? <laughs> I don't understand it at all. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna throw around the, that fat panda cash. Are you part of the DNA Network project? <laughs> is that why we're watching the Asylum years? <laughs> yes, yes. TNA has actually purchased all of old NWA footage and is now going to air on the TNA network, a.k.a. YouTube. Um, no. <laughs> because honestly, when EC3 lost the belt, I thought we were heading into the dark days of TNA, and I thought I was never going to be able to enjoy the show. But I have to say, Matt Hardy's a good heel. He's always been a good heel, and I do like his heel stuff. I don't like how we got there. I enjoy his heel stuff, though. He's a very good heel. Rebby needs to stop, but Matt is a good heel. I think um, Rebby is what making Cardi so good of a heel. Yeah, because she's so terrible. It, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like early Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually the best uh, example. Yeah. But at least you have that idea of, like, well, Vicky's probably a good person. Like, <laughs> <laughs> at least you have oh, oh, Eamon, that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never. By the way, um, anyone like the line where they said karma is a bitch about Rebby Sky? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I love that. Like, oh, that was oh that sweet, sweet dirt sheets, sweet dirt sheet rumors. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I like the Maria stuff. As we mentioned, the EC, EC3 interview, I like the direction he's going. Uh, the Decay is still good. They haven't ruined it yet. I like where Mike Bennett's going. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like. They're trying to be fresh. 
they're trying to freshen up their product, and until they fuck it up, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And plus, it was a tight week this week. I thought everything was pretty good. Yeah. It was a tight week. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, me giving NXT number four is not like a, they suck, but it, it was a high four. Yeah, exactly. Like, for me, almost any show could have been number two or number one this week. Almost any show. Hmm. All right, uh, so, Garza, where can the good people find you on the internet? You can find me at DW Revolution for Twitter, and you can go to TheWrestlingRevolution.com. Excellent. What about you, Eamon? Uh, find me on Twitter at Eamon 2 please and also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling at Inspire Pro Res and at InspireProWrestling.com. Excellent. And I can be found, of course, at MadMike4883. And also, tune in to the Wrestling Mayhem Show every Tuesday night, roundabouts 9 p.m. We just had our annual Mayhemmy Awards, so if you want to hear some really controversial opinions on what we thought the best of the stuff of the year was, go listen to that. And, of course, go check our interview a couple weeks ago of Krista Joseph from Lucha Underground. It's been making a lot of the airwaves on the internet. So, for Antonio Garza, for Amy Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Mid Week.